This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. And done. Okay, last episode of Pizza and Par 6 has been edited. We're good to go now. Let's do a honeymoon. Sweet. Wait. What? Where are we going? I thought you're right. We don't we don't have a plan. Nope. No plan. Okay, well well let's figure this out right now. Right okay. here. Okay. Um Australia. Bugs are too big. Absolutely not. Fair enough. Fair point. Um Italy. Ooh, Italy would be no. Too much pasta. Yeah, too much pasta. You don't like, like pasta. If, if if we wanted that much pasta, we'd just go over to your parents' house. Exactly. Germany. Germany. I don't I'm not a beer guy. No, that's right. Well, what about Disney World? Head down to Orlando and we'll hit up Disney. Mickey Mouse is overrated. Okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. Scarif. That's a fantastic idea. You know, I just heard Eminem was there. Slim Shady himself. Yeah. And you know, if he likes it, it we we've gotta go. It's perfect. It's perfect. I mean, there's no bugs. It's always sunny. Yeah. It's just beautiful. I mean, what what more can you want? It's it's perfect. I think that's where we should go. All right, let's get packing. All right, sweet. This is Dave. And Liv. And we are Pizza and Parsecs, and you're listening to... The Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. You've tuned in to the fastest-growing Star Wars podcast on this side of Moss Eisley. Grab your sunscreen and your blasters. This is the Scarif Podcast. All right. Uh, thank you, guys. Everybody in the chat, thank you for joining us. We are here live on YouTube and on Twitch. I think uh, some of our Twitch friends had asked us if uh, we would do them a favor and go live on Twitch. And, of course, we accommodate our scuttle buddies if you guys are on Twitch, thank you very much for joining us. We are the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast, part of the Red 5 Network, a family of podcasts that are really swell podcast people. And I encourage you to, uh, if you are not familiar with the Red 5 Network, give us a listen uh, or uh, go check us out on Red 5 Network, Red network.com thank you very much for joining us uh we're gonna talk a little bit about some stuff uh i am joined in the broadcast tonight by my fellow let me uh i need more hands here to kind of uh push all these buttons here um yes that's right uh we are joined uh tonight by our uh some fellow chicago podcasters WSTR, some integral members of the podcast family here, WSTR, Todd Hoffman, and uh, Miss Heather uh, Hawk Awesome there. Uh, how's it going, everybody? Hey. Doing great, man. Doing great. Todd, more and more, every time I see a picture of you posted uh, with uh, with the kids, uh, you, yeah. look more, you look more and more like my brother. Are you, okay. sure, you're not, are you sure you're not Mexican? Uh, I'm positive. I'm positive. Yeah. With the last name of Hoffman, I, I'm not Mexican. Uh, welcome to Scarif Live. We are live on Twitch and YouTube on the, the Red Five Network. Thank you very much for joining us. 
And uh, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about uh, some really cool stuff. How is everybody? How's your day? <laughs> I've had better. I, I've had better. So I'm really excited oh, no. to to get into talking Star Wars and kicking off the weekend here, man. So yeah, that's right. A three day weekend. I'm very excited. You know, we had this news a while ago, uh, but first, before we get into our main topic, which uh, really is about cosplay, I really wanted to talk to you guys, especially you guys, because um, as far as cosplay goes, you guys are, are, are right up there. You're experts. You guys have fun. We've been at it together. I don't know if we're experts, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's put quotes around that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, but... We, we've had a uh, we we've had some really great times, uh, both uh, you know from uh, seeing all the stuff that you guys have done at uh, C2E2, hanging out with you guys at C2E2, looking for Heather in the Jawa outfit. Right. Um, yeah. So you know, for folks that uh, don't know, a funny story. Um, so I, you know, I work in news and I'm covering, <laughs> I'm covering C2E2, uh, last year, early in the year. And, uh, every Jawa that I came across, I would like kneel down and say, Heather, and no answer. It, it and took I, a couple, really it took to, a couple. It very, very, uh, complicated situation. And, and, uh, you yeah. have to wear like a name tag or something next time. Cause okay. I, I was like. Uh, yeah, between C two E two and Star Wars Celebration, you know, cosplay and 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 having fun with the family, uh, both your regular family and your Star Wars family. I think it's something that I wanted to uh, kind of chat with you guys about, and uh, really see, um, you know, what your thoughts are on, especially now that the news has dropped that Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim has been canceled. Postponed. Uh, postponed. Yeah, postponed. Well, it's canceled for like this year, an, but another, another year. Another year. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to be hard for a lot of folks. I know a lot of folks had made plans to, you know, head over to Anaheim and, uh, you know, uh, spend some time with some uh, Star Wars nerds. And uh, I, uh, you know, obviously for good reason, uh, we all want to be safe and not, yeah. uh, you know, con contract anything. But uh, here, here we are. But um, I wanted to ask you guys because I know Charlie Skywalker is in the chat, and uh, we've been seeing how much fun he's had. Um, he just took a nice little drive to uh, visit our friend Dominic Pace in uh, Albuquerque. And uh, I don't know if you saw the pictures. It was really cool. He met uh, Dominic Pace, Mr. Gecko himself from The Mandalorian. And uh, Charlie uh, looks like he had a good time. And uh, just to remind everybody, ScarifCon 2020, uh, in less than, what, less than two weeks uh, here at Alley Cat Comics, uh, Mr. Dominic Pace is going to, um, you know, he's coming to Chicago, folks. Heading here to Chicago, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Really, oh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, Ro, the whole world will not be shut down and we can make it happen. Because <laughs> we, we have to, we have to say our prayers and eat our vitamins this weekend. Because if everyone is stupid, then there will be no Scarif Gun. <laughs> you know, it's it's lucky. You know, we we are already accustomed to uh, to wearing one mask or another, so it's oh, not absolutely. that much of a stretch uh, when it comes to cosplay. But uh, yeah. I know, I know some of those uh, stormtrooper masks don't uh, filter out toxins, as they say. But oh uh, yeah, yeah. I digress. <laughs> um, it's hard to believe, but uh, you know things are changing, and hopefully. 
Um, you know, when we get to uh, July 19th, uh, we'll be able to enjoy hanging out with uh, Dominic at Alley Cat Comics here in the Andersonville neighborhood in Chicago. And uh, if you are listening to, to this or watching us, uh, we encourage you to come out because Dominic is a really swell guy. Swell, yes. Ditto. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. As I mentioned, Charlie Skywalker is in the chat. Charlie, how Hello. you how you doing? Uh, I know you guys had him um, on your show uh, earlier in the week. Um, Literally Monday, Monday. Yeah, Monday so, right? yeah. So, it's only uh, Thursday, so yeah, it's 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 a hot second. I um I was stuck in the chat and uh, watching yeah. you guys, uh, but uh, that was a that was a good topic as far as uh, self sacrifice. And um, yeah, we're gonna do, we're gonna definitely gonna do a part due. So we're gonna we're gonna look at non Jedi because there's a lot of uh, we had in the chat too. Like there's a lot of self sacrifice uh, that are non Force users. And oh sure. Just look at Rogue One, and you you got a cast of characters right there. <laughs> pretty much didn't make it out, but pushed it you know to a better cause and. A lot of things wouldn't happen if Rogue One didn't happen and, you know, the everything uh, around that. So we have a lot of, um, you know, uh, X-Wing pilots, Porkins, everybody, you know, we, <laughs> we, got, we got a lot of uh, normal folk, non-Force users really, you know, stepping up. And so I think it would be cool to do a sequel of that. But yeah, we had a great discussion with, with uh, Charlie Skywalker there, um, uh, just Jedi in general. And so it was fun. Yeah, there's a lot of that in Star Wars uh, from the get-go. I mean, mm -hmm. you guys talked about, uh, you know, old Ben Kenobi who uh, made the ultimate sacrifice and uh, did what he did to be able to save, uh, you know, Luke. and, and Right, it pushes Luke because he, he, he's not selfish anymore in a sense, and that, that really pushes him understands, oh, there's some skin in the game, you know, um, and I think that really pushes Luke. Uh, on his hero's journey, you know, definitely. Yeah. I think we, uh, it's it's a big motivating factor. Yeah, we can't forget our little droid friend in the first film who <sighs> sacrifices himself so R two can complete his mission. Our, yeah, the that's right. Just saying. Yeah, and uh, wasn't he the subject of uh, one of the short stories? A certain point of view. The yes. First book? Yeah. 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 R two and him, you know, they work it out. And, yeah. Uh, our five, our five sacrifices himself, which is fantastic. They had a little discussion. They said, "You got to step up and uh, self-sacrifice." Like, that's right. That's right. I, I could pull the bad motivator, you know, you know <laughs> trick. Yeah. yeah, and you know, the, yeah. these are these are really great lessons too that uh, uh, you know folks can kind of uh, pick apart and, and examine. Uh, I'm glad you guys had that episode. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, it makes you a better person. Once, you know, and George kind of talked about this too, like the Sith are selfish, they're self-centered, they only care about them. Uh, you look at the Emperor, he uses species, planets, resources, all for his master plan um, and leaves a path of destruction where where you look at, you know, somebody, uh, either Jedi or, um, you know, a regular folk doing something more for the cause, I think uh, really speaks volumes. And uh, especially in today's environment, I think people could definitely learn about that and be a little bit less selfish and focus on bigger things. Absolutely. Somebody yeah. just uh, sent me a, a meme that said, uh, life is <clears throat> life is too short for us to be arguing with strangers on the internet. Yeah, right. and, uh, 
happens all the time. But uh, yeah. yeah, sometimes we got to focus on on what's uh, really important. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's good stuff, man. Yeah, that's what Star Wars is all about, man. You know, we uh, I think the last time we actually saw each other was at uh, C two E two. And yeah, um, that seems like a lifetime ago, but it does. Uh, before, it was a before lot the of dark fun. times, <laughs> before the dark times, yeah. I mean, that was probably the last time that uh, that any uh, nerds got together anywhere um, here in Chicago, and and everyone's because I think it was it was in April, right? Yeah, no, it was no, it was March. It was February. February. Yeah, it was March. That's fine. Yeah. And I was mad too because C two E two usually happens like end of April, going to May. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, and then like after that, C two E two, you got May the fourth, and it's like it just kind of st- you know. And I was like, man, why is it in February? It's so early. <laughs> um, and actually, it worked first, out. It worked out. It was the first and last yeah. trip I did. So um, yeah, it really worked out, which is great. And that was uh, a lot of fun finding you guys and uh, hanging out with you guys and shooting some video. And maybe one day I'll put that together. One day, I, maybe <laughs> maybe C two E two twenty year anniversary. We'll get yeah. we'll get that footage yeah. back. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start putting that together because that was a lot of fun. I got yeah. uh, tons of footage. And uh, Todd, thank you very much for helping us do some interviews on that day. Yeah, no, I. I became a, literally a stormtrooper reporter that was great that's fantastic little side hustle yeah. yeah you never know what's happened at a com- convention so you know so yeah i mean you know, I, I had teased this this show when uh, you know I started talking about how we're all dressed up and nowhere to go, and and uh, folks that do a lot of cosplaying. Um, first of all, with with you guys, obviously, um, you guys are knee deep in 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 cosplay and and the five hundred first and and kind of you know doing the the troop thing, and uh, I think that's fascinating. Um, let me ask you this, you know both of you guys heather what does it feel like when you go out and you interact with uh with with kids with families with folks that really uh you know love watching you know people in costume it's uh i I mean i would include myself in it because it's just it's fascinating i think you never get tired of watching stormtroopers go back and forth you know to and fro uh or or costumed people and it's uh it's just such a, a great feeling what what does it feel like to be behind the eyes yeah, there's um there's something very magical, you know, for for many of us and you know this speaks to the whole behind the bucket documentary is there's so many characters where they're putting something over their head where they're not a true face character. Um but I would argue as well for face characters that there's that moment for me it's when I put on the mask and like my hood and I'm sure for Todd that when, once the helmet goes on, you know, um, you're no longer yourself. There's something that happens where you know that you are now embodying something bigger than yourself. Um, and so one of my favorite things about trooping and just being out there is there's generally like four different types of people that you interact with. 
Four? four? I, well, the, the least that I have noticed. I'm sure there's a lot more, but you can kind of group them into, you know, you've got the parent who's like, oh, it's the character from the movie <laughs> for their kid. They, they look at it like a TIE fighter player. They're like, oh, Darth oh, Vader. Darth Vader, oh, yeah. Right, um, yeah. You know, I, I get called Ewok a lot, which is kind of comical. Or Jedi. Um, or I've Jedi. been called a Jedi once. That was great. Then you've got your parents who know everything and that are training their children the correct way, you know, in the force of Star Wars, <laughs> which is great. Um, and then you've got your kids who know you. And so they will come up to you and are just like, I've got, this is amazing. And, you know, and then you've also got your parent, you know, the adults who become that six-year-old on Christmas morning for like two minutes when, you know. Well, no, they start off way too cool. That's the thing. They're oh, like, that's, the, that's the thing. Yeah, they're like, oh, that's cool, man. And then you're yeah. like, do you want a photo? And then they're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's fun that there is that opportunity to let them go back to something that they love, you know, that takes them away from the responsibilities. There's no bill paying. There's no, you know cooking dinner that night it's just a great fun opportunity to yeah just really connect with people on this bigger level um and you know there's no politics there's no fights on social media there is no guy girl color of skin it is just star wars characters connecting people together for a greater purpose and i think that's the beauty of cosplay as a whole, but then specifically within the Star Wars world. It's fun. I mean, obviously, have I made a few kids cry? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Right. No. It's the glowing eyes. It freaks them out. So some of my most tender moments are when you've got that little kid who's like, uh, and so then you just like, you give them your little trading card, you know, and they usually, some of them take it, some of them don't. And I, I do the like, turnover comment because then my picture's on the back of it and once I do that that parent's like I know what you're trying to tell me and she's like look that's who's inside and the next thing I know I'm getting little high fives from those little kids like that's right we've made that connection I'm not scary I don't steal droids I won't steal you it's fine <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that's one of the things that uh pleasantly surprised me and i've been to other celebrations even before uh, uh chicago and uh but uh you know chicago was was kind of unique because chicago was the first celebration uh post the last jedi and mm. post mm. you know yeah. everybody yep. everybody complaining about something or other um uh, exactly you know uh headbutting about uh one thing or another uh regarding the you know the sequel trilogy and this and that and there were people that were, you know, kind of. I would Ryan, say Ryan Johnson uh, ruined my life. People. Yeah, I mean stuff like that, and 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 on both ends. I mean, there were people that. Uh, oops, I think we lost Todd. Uh, but there were people that um, that were kind of uh, apprehensive about uh, getting together with uh, with Star Wars fans in general. Hold on a second, let's bring him back. What do you got? That uh, cheap plan. <laughs> I, but, I hit logged in, and I oh. and that was a bad idea. <laughs> you canceled yourself out. Yeah, but, uh, I canceled myself out. I was just saying how you know, you know, even before that, uh, people were a little bit apprehensive about showing up 
uh, at a Star Wars celebration. People didn't know what to expect when people were fighting amongst themselves on Twitter. But when I got there, I saw none of that. Not, none of that happened. I, I yeah. even saw some of the folks that were pretty, you know, crappy to other folks. Uh, but it seemed like everybody was just enjoying themselves. Everybody was united in, you know, in, in the one thing that they were all there to enjoy, which was Star Wars. And obviously you're not going to, you're not going to, you know, spend so much money on something that you hate. It just doesn't make sense. Um, but, uh, it was maybe, maybe, maybe. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was very, um, it was very, you know, surprising uh, in a good way. How there was just none of that. There was no fighting. There was n none of that stuff. Even post, like I said, post the Last Jedi. So, uh, you know, kudos to the fans for behaving. I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Heather, that's a great point. The connection that you make with uh, people, and obviously having walked with you guys, I love seeing you know heads turn. Uh, we have a question. Uh, Charlie Skywalker was uh, asking, "How long does it take to create a costume?" And obviously, you know, the uh, we all know that the five hundred first is uh, very uh, particular in, in the way that, uh, costumes are created and, uh, are accepted. It's a mindset. Like you said, uh, Heather, when you put the mask on, uh, you do become something completely different. Uh, Todd, you had a thought on that? Yeah. I was going to say the reason the 501st is like so particular or the rebel legion is that it's trying to be screen accurate. And so there's a certain level of quality. Cause again, you're kind of representing, the license at that point so that's why it's a little bit more particular but again cosplay in general i mean yeah have fun with it and again uh same thing with the 501st i mean you're, you're having fun with it it's just the reason that it's that is because first of all you, you wouldn't be part of the 501st if it wasn't screen accurate and then um you're representing the license so it's important that you know believe me there's enough star wars nerds to know like oh that greebly is not in the right spot on this side. <laughs> and this, you know, so it's important to make sure that, you know, it looks like that character, you know, and, and, you know, again, have respect for the license as well. So I think that's, that's the only difference. I mean, cosplay in general, it's definitely, you know, you should pick something that you love and you want to portray. I mean, again, you can buy a $5 costume at, you know, Halloween party, or you can spend a lot of money. And, you know, uh, if you ever seen some of those cosplay champions, you know, like at Celebration, San Diego, you know, C2E2, I mean, there's, there's some people got some mad skills and a lot of time. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, I, I would say with cosplay in general, just like pick something that you're, you relate to or a character relate to. And then kind of start there. Um, and, you know, again, it could be really expensive or it, it doesn't have to be, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to say, you know, you, you talk, you guys talk about screen accuracy, but you guys are nuts. You guys are like beyond screen accuracy. You guys, you know, uh, taking a look at uh, some of the outfits, um, uh, especially your 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 partner, the uh, the um, the AT-AT driver that was with us. Joe. Yeah, dude. It's legit. It's, uh, that's it's beyond legit. I mean, yeah, yeah. again, you know, uh, 
I know, you know, I know a lot of times, and, and you know, again, talking about uh, Dave Filoni and needing to have a couple of extra stormtroopers, but there was no budget to make new stormtrooper outfits. So what does he do? He calls the 501st and ships folks over to the set of the, the location of the Mandalorian, and everybody's like, oh, my God. I mean, that's that's what we're talking about here. It's yeah. uh, and, and they were teaching they were teaching the actors how to hold a blaster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before you jumped off, uh, Todd, we were, uh, yeah. I asked Heather about what it's like you know once you do put that helmet on uh talk a little bit about what it's like for you uh, especially um you know we walked together uh, as when you were dressed up as a stormtrooper and it was an amazing feeling just me sitting next to you and walking and watching mm-hmm. everybody but what does it feel yeah. like for you uh first of all it's hot um, yeah oh plastic. that's a good point <laughs> yeah plastic doesn't breathe so all these people you know complain about wearing a mask like just being a TK for four hours in the sun and I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll change notes, you know, but, um, um, I personally, the reason I chose like, uh, a faceless character, you know, in a sense, um, I don't really you like, like you like making faces at people as yeah, right, right. No, I'm seriously smiling most of the time under the bucket, you know? Um, but, uh, I think part of it is just, uh, to, uh, what Heather was saying is like, you, you know, you're in character and, uh, always trying to come up with lines, um, both in movie or relevant to the situation and trying to spin it as a stormtrooper. And I, I find, you know, a little creativity and trying to make that happen. Um, I think that's fun for me, you know? Um, but it, the faceless character for me, is just like, I'm a stormtrooper and that, you know, and it's easily recognizable. I'm going to put a little stuff on so I know when people take pictures, oh, that was me. But, um, <laughs> you know, I want to be a little different, but not too different. Um, I, I just I just like, I, it's, for me, you know, when I was a kid, that's the first thing that gravitated. I'm like, I love what the Stormtrooper looked like. And now that I get to do that, it's been the most, like, rewarding thing from a Star Wars perspective that I've ever done. Because I, I feel like I get to geek out. I get to also, but then I also get to kind of give back. Um, and that, I think that's very important. Um, that's one part of cosplay that gets kind of overlooked is that there's an opportunity to kind of give back and put a smile on somebody's face. And as Heather said, there's four types of people, five types of people. There's a lot of different types of people that really do enjoy, um, you know, cosplaying or seeing people cosplay. So I understand what you're saying, Ro. Like, it, it's fun. Like, I just love interacting with people. And some people get it and some people don't. And that's fine, too, you know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, every once in a while, you can crack that person that is, um, you know, a little stoic and not like, nah, it's okay. Um, but usually just go behind them and scare them and it's fun. It's funny because the people that are like, eh, no, that's okay. Yeah. I think I yeah. think they're lying. I think they're lying because like well, I said, it's 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 such honestly, an experience to watch stormtroopers yeah. do their thing. I mean Right, right. Well honestly when we so what Roy was kind of alluding to earlier, like at C two E two, what we did is we basically had Darth Vader line up and had the classic TKs go behind them and had like a little parade and we just walked the floor. And we had two, two or three Imperial officers, like, you know, I forget what they were saying. They're like, oh, yeah. move aside, make Vader. way, make yeah. way for <laughs> Lord Vader. Like,
it was a lot of fun, but I, and I, I guess I have proof, and I'll, 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 I promise I'll put that video together. <laughs> this, this, this podcast is motivating you to get that video done because we're talking about it right here. Um, but some people, like you can hear them, like some people, are like Star Wars. What do they think they are? You know, and then some are like, oh, and then like everyone, like some people are like, you know, like <laughs> oh yeah, no, everybody parted ways. They're like, yeah, you, 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 yeah, you kind of, you kind of, or you have some people like. I know at one point, I think that's the interesting about comic cons or wherever, you know, whatever conventions you go to, uh, there's lots of different niches. Like, and I think that's where it's fun to kind of experience that. And some people are like star Wars. Like, what is that? And you're like, (laughs) where have you been the last 43 (laughs) years? Um, but yeah, so it's weird. Like just seeing the other different, you know, a niche kind of things out there. Uh, uh, clearly, some of the things I don't even know. I'm like, I, I feel like I feel like I, I am a super nerd, but I'm like, dude, I don't even know what that is, you know. So, Heather, you were talking about connection um, when uh, yeah. when we were talking, and uh, it, it's definitely one of those cool things. Um, a, a quick story: uh, when I when I first got my my Darth Vader suit here, my son I think was like six years old, and we went trick or treating, and I had it on. And uh, my wife thought I was nuts, but we still had fun. We went around the neighborhood walking around. And uh, again, you know, a lot of these masks are very difficult to see in the daytime, let alone uh, dusk. Low light. Low light. (laughs) I remember remember a a family, a husband and wife coming towards me. And the little like baby girl was kind of like walking up towards me. And I stopped and I looked down. And uh, the mom went to go grab the baby, pick it up, and, and, and basically I can hear her say as she walked past me, she goes, sweetheart, that's Darth Vader. We'll tell you about him later in life. <laughs> and I, I was like, that was like totally worth it because I, I realized, you know, I mean, people know who these characters are. And obviously kudos to George Lucas and the whole franchise for, you know, uh, putting that language in the lexicon. So it's... <laughs> It was a really, really uh, wonderful, tender moment between a child and the Dark Lord of the Sith. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we got another question from Rural Farm Boy. Uh, Can you guys talk about how uh, you guys got started in cosplay? Heather, let's go with you. Sure. Um... Well, I guess it's pretty safe to say that I just love getting dressed up. I don't really need a reason. (laughs) It helps, though, because then you become slightly more normal. But um, I was for sure the kid that every Halloween I'd be the one that went to school in a costume, whether it was cool or not. Um, Mom taught me how to sew. So, you know, that kind of expanded some of my options and things of that nature. Um, And then as I got older, I got introduced to the Renaissance Fair circuit, and that just changed everything. I've, that's, yeah, I've got like 15 outfits for the Ren Fair. Um, I I know, it's a thing. So there was definitely that. And then I remember, um, you know, seeing Phantom Menace um, for the first time in theaters. That was my first Star Wars film in a theater. Uh, just based on my historical experience, but um, seeing, <laughs> seeing other thing, right? oh, that's a different story, different day, blah, blah, blah. But um, seeing Queen Amidala and being like, that 
is what I want to look like. <laughs> That's cool, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it really um, opened up. I did costumes in college for the productions. Um, so I was always in the mode of dressing people up. I've got my Civil War dress that I create. My mom helped me sew for a production. Um, there's just something about being in a corset and sitting in a hoop dress, it changes how you interact with people. Um, yeah. And then um, I have a steampunk outfit that I wore to my very first C2E2 experience. Um, and it's just fun when people stop you and they're like, wow, that's really cool. And, you know, there is sort of a, I mean, for as much as you don't always want it to be and you don't want to be that person, you also are like, thanks. Yeah, I know that I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, but it wasn't really until I started hanging out with Todd, and I'm not blaming Todd in any capacity. Yeah, please here. Don't. Oh, no. please don't. I didn't realize there were like organizations about cosplay. Like I didn't realize there was the 501st or the Rebel Legion, you know, the Mando merch. Mercs or whatever they're called. No, yeah. not merch. Merch. They have merch too. Merchandising. It's a thing. Um, that was for you, Aaron Julian. Um, and that it could, like, it could be a thing. It wasn't just something that you did casually. Um, you know, when um, when it came time to do C two E two this year, I was talking with my friend Deb, and we were like, she's like, I kind of want to go dressed up, and I'm like, all right, what do we want to do? And we do just started brainstorming and we decided to do this you know like feminine take on some avengers characters and um so that was me like putting an outfit together and she did her outfit and, and then it was fun just for people to kind of be like wow look at you and oh that's a great idea or hey can i get your photo or hey how did you make that and then that was really where it's turned into the other type of connection point um when you start connecting with other people how did you make that how, well how did you make yours and oh let's talk about that and yeah so that was sort of i think that's kind of the where i'm at now and then you know i may or may not have bought fabric to make <laughs> yeah more, more, oh, more man. Stuff. yeah more, so more stuff. yeah more stuff <laughs> So yeah, so I bought fabric. I'm going to work on an Imperial officer little hat this weekend just to kind of dip the toe into, you know, because I need something when I drive my mouse droid. So exactly. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. 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 You, know, you, you mentioned Renfair for those yeah. of you, uh, oh. for those people that are not familiar with Renfair. And I love that one because it, it, it is also very, yeah. yeah, it's also very uh, immersive. Uh, you walk around mm -hmm. there and, uh, you know, there's uh, knights walking around. I love when uh, I think around five o'clock, death walks around. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we're in the Chicagoland area. So we are um, probably specifically talking about the Bristol Renaissance Fair in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, yeah, hey there. Hey there. Uh, well, it's kind of Minnesotan, but well. <laughs> yeah, but um, number one rated Renaissance Fair for several years. So, but yeah, the, the death parade um comes out so good they also have a time travel day right that's that's the next time i'm gonna go yeah so then oh, wow. yeah so no, each week yeah each weekend has a theme so um some themes are you know pirate themed weekends even Arr. though the time of pirates and the time of 
the Renaissance Fair conflict, but we don't we don't care about that. Americans don't that. know history. It we, doesn't right. matter. It's it fine. Matter. Nerdum is a thing. Um, it doesn't matter. But then they do they do kind of fantasy weekend or kind of opening it up to other things. And so that's where the 501st actually comes to the fair. And that's when you start to see, you know, stormtroopers in kilts mm, yeah. and other fun things. I was actually figuring out how to renaissance up my Jawa, but then the fair got canceled. So. Uh, damn you, COVID. Yeah. COVID. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a, uh, 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 Captain Kirk, Wrath of Khan, uh, mean. <laughs> Right. That would be cool. Yeah, next time. Well, next happens. time when you know the world is flatlined and <laughs> safe again, we're back, we're back, and the dinosaurs are back. We'll we'll go hit up Friend Fair or something. Dinosaurs. Well, I'm an excellent tour guide of the fair. Just yeah. as an FYI. But uh, so getting back to uh, right. uh, oh, this question. This yeah, the question. Right, yeah, yeah. I don't even know. So you, uh, you asked how how we got into cosplay. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I know Heather, you're kind of uh, uh, one of the newer WSTRers for the most part. Is that correct? Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. I mean, yeah. So Aaron and Todd, you know, started it with two other guys. I was I did my first episode three years ago. Um, we as a guest, yeah, in a pinch. <laughs> And she, and she hasn't left yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so right. I, yeah, I yeah. did a guest spot, and then I kind of came in for a couple like pinch hitting episodes, and then I sort of just. I, official, I, I officially <laughs> asked you. I said it. no, you did. Yeah, I got yeah. knighted. It was yeah. a whole ceremony. It was nice, pretty good. You, yeah. you crept into our hearts and stayed. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, and then Carla joined, and then I lost all of my cosplay. Street yeah, because. yeah. Car- unfortunately, Carla was is not feeling well tonight, and she was going to join. She is really the she she blows us out of the water, you know. Yeah, I've, I've seen she she literally movies. has she literally has eight approved costumes between the file first and the Rebel Legion, and is currently working on two more. And <laughs> and she's only been she's only been in the Legion both Legions like a year and a half, and she's already got eight approved, and she's. Ridiculous. So, Todd, how did you get into cosplaying? And then, uh, cosplay oh, is is a, a, a combination, a combo word for what? Costume play. So, how did you? <laughs> we should do that. Remember the an electric company. I was so for me what what really the introduction was actually celebration two so celebration two was in indianapolis um so I was, it was there sh- we were in line together and we yeah. didn't even know it man yeah. i had hair back then so that's why you probably didn't know it's funny yeah. i don't um, recognize so that's red, why i didn't recognize arm, you, you know, yeah. my red arm um <laughs> So I'm waiting in line to get into the convention one day uh, of, of Celebration 2, and I look to my left, and there's a whole bunch of stormtroopers lined up for a group photo, and I'm like, what is that? You know, what what's going on here? And so, you know, took some pictures, and then I'm just like, 
I have to be part of that because I'm like, I saw, you know, a bunch of stormtroopers, you know, a couple of Vaders, a couple of bounty hunters because, you know, Attack of the Clones was coming out for Celebration 2. So saw, you know, some Jangos and all this stuff. And I'm just like, that looks awesome. <laughs> and I want to do that. So that was kind of my first introduction, uh, you know, not only to a bigger, larger community because we're a larger community where it's like, oh, these are the people that actually, you know, talk about Star Wars all the time. What is this? You know, so that was my first introduction to kind of cosplay um, and just like people dressing up and special, particularly Star Wars is like, whoa, this is kind of cool. And then, um, you know, went to Wizard World in, um, in Chicago, which is a big one for us. And, you know, got to see more, you know, obviously superheroes, all that kind of stuff. You're like, okay, this is pretty cool, you know, yeah, but yeah. It, it took me... Uh, from that point of O2, I didn't, you know, it, it took me a while to finally take the plunge and do it. But mm -hmm. I, I think uh, that, you know, that's how I got into it. And then as I got really serious, like, all right, I'm saving some cash. I'm doing this. I would go to the conventions. I would go to the 501st booth. And I just start asking a ton of questions, you know. And there is a lot of great people that want to, you know, basically – get you the gateway drug to get you in, you know? <laughs> so um, there's a lot of really great, helpful people. And of course you can't answer all the questions at a comic book convention or whatever, but there's, you know, there's great resources online. If you're going, you know, if you're going 501st or Rebel Legion, there's a whole custom, you know, costume uh, reference library that you can look at and see what that is. And it always helps to know a friend of a friend and, you know, Yep. do kind of that you know that 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 definitely helps it, it definitely helps but with any cosplay it's just like you got to pick with something you like and then you know find that community or find a common you know person that you can kind of bounce some ideas off of and then and then choose it you know so again depending on how much money you want to spend what kind of character is those all kind of play in factors as far as what you want to do for for cosplaying yeah, and, and you guys mentioned, uh, you know, there's a wide gamut as far as cost with yes, uh, costumes. Yeah. Um, you know, anything from, you know, super basic and cheap to super expensive and holy crap. Um, I know I, <laughs> I, know I, I, um, I talked with uh, Raul Mares from Mexico City. He is yeah. uh, part of the 501st down there <laughs> in... Yeah, so uh, I, I know he was uh, talking to me about uh, pricing, uh, um, and uh, even in pesos, it's uh, mucho dinero. I believe it. I believe yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So what, well, what again, do you guys... Like if, you're, if you're doing a hero character like Darth Vader, Darth Vader is primo, you know, but then yeah. some of the lower, you know, lesser characters, again, it's all about parts, how much fabric, how much... The big thing right now is 3D printing. Like there is a lot of people that, you know, that you're not getting it, you know, it's hard enough to find, okay, who's the, a good supplier of stuff. You're not going on eBay, those kind of things. Uh, you want to stay from those, you know, uh, eBay and, you know, like some guy down the street, like, oh yeah, I got this costume. And it's like a Ruby's. You're like, no, nah, that ain't good. Um, <laughs> it's not going to get you anywhere. But I would say, um, 3D printing is like huge, and some people have printed their whole stuff just 3D printed, which is fantastic. So just bring it to the home. So if you're you're technical enough to do that, or you know people kind of share those files, you can 3D print anything right now. 
Yeah, and I and I uh, I just saw uh, one of Carla's uh, Instagram posts. She started uh, showing us a few pictures of a shore trooper, if I'm not mistaken. Um, maybe it's uh, TK426 from Scarif uh, Base uh, that uh, still isn't at his post. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so we, we just had um, her friend, her friends on uh, Justin and Naomi, and they're big into they they basically are drinking the same Kool Aid because they they also too just recently joined both the Rebel Legion and the Five First, yeah. and they got like twenty something between them. Yeah. And he's working on a book, which is crazy. You know, it's just hand. I forget what latch hook. Am I saying that right, Heather? Mm-hmm. Or yep, latch hook. Where you're individually like sewing the suit and everything. Um, he's crazy talented. Doing, you know, she, he just three D printed a Zori Bliss for his wife and Naomi. You know, yeah. uh, and now show he is printing Carla's short trooper, all three D printed. So I mean, yeah. again. It's who you know, you know. I, <laughs> I got a guy I, that knows the guy, you know. Uh, guy. Yeah, I definitely want to point out a, a comment that Todd you just made for a Wookie. For those people who don't know, these is this is not fur fabric. This is mesh that yeah. then you are like hand placing all of that fur. So just, that's where the co- yeah, so that's, that's where, the, where co- like, the different layers come into play. Oh, yeah, right. I mean, and, that's and, basically how how Hollywood does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so you can get the materials potentially relatively inexpensive, but there's a time factor that adds sure. to all oh, of that. Yeah. So. yeah. So if you're, I would say, if you're interested in cosplay or thinking about it, you know, um, obviously a little different now <laughs> with everything going on. But I mean, yeah. the internet is your friend. You can get, you can, uh, you know, start looking uh, and trying to find things. And obviously with our, the socials, Instagram and Twitter, you know, you start looking, you, you can find stuff, you can find mm-hmm. stuff. And people are more than willing to, to kind of help and, and guide you in the right direction. Um, but, you know, the, the main thing, and we haven't talked about it, it's a three letter word. F-U-N, it's for fun, have fun, you know? I, I think I think part of it, you know, and obviously with anything, there's always going to be some people that are the elite elite, and it needs to be like, even with the 501st, there's different rankings that you can get. I don't even know. I don't even pay attention because I'm never going to get there. I don't care. But, you know, the screen accurate and the screen accurate – is like this legionnaire type thing. And you know what? The kid's going to see something. They don't even know that, that, you know, whatever you're a five star. Who cares? I'm just trying to put a smile on that kid's face. It doesn't matter. what that is. And so, I mean, you could do that again. I I knock on rubies. You could do that on a rubies or you could do that in a full, you know, 3d printed kit. It doesn't matter. You know, the whole point of this thing and why we're doing it is for fun. And so if you can't have fun with it, then that's probably not for you. But I, I think the idea is just like trying to find that niche. If it, you like superheroes, you know, I mean, I couldn't tell you how many Deadpool iterations I've seen and each one makes me laugh every time or a Harley Quinn, you know, or a Joker or Batman, you know, like there's so many, I mean, you could pick a rabbit hole and you could keep going down, you know, um, Obviously, we're a Star Wars podcast. We're Star Wars nerds. And so uh, we kind of gravitate to the 501st or Rebel Legion. But, I mean, even with um, with the Mando Mercs, like the cool thing about the Mando Mercs is like 
it's all custom. And then you kind of create your own character around that. And that's, you name your character and your part, you know, part of that thing. And I thought it was ridiculously cool at celebration. Like they literally called out, they had a Mando Merc section in the, the grand hall thingy bobber doohickey thing. And they called them out during the presentation of Mandalorian. I thought that was like fantastic, you know, yeah. and they're all, raising their helmets and speaking Mando and you know, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I remember that. <laughs> I was there, man. I was there, man. <laughs> so uh, real fast before we get into this, uh, the, the next discussion point, I know, uh, you know, rural farm boy had uh, just mentioned it's not, it's not about me. It's about we, and uh, that's definitely a true okay. statement. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, but getting back to as far as like real fast uh, cost, you, yeah. you guys talking about, um, you know, 3D printing has really uh, transformed the cosplay industry. You can create props, you can create, you know, accessories um, pretty much, you know, better than stuff that you can purchase on eBay or stores or things like that. And really people get really complex by, you know, 3D printing certain, you know, uh, pieces that go together and they yeah. craft them. And yeah, uh, like you said, Heather, that takes a lot of time. But what are the cost um, differences in creating uh, an entire outfit, let's say a shore trooper, uh, oh. 3D printed wise versus... Are you, you know, asking for a find... friend, bro? Or are you... <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm asking for a friend who right, happens right. to be me. Right, yeah. <sighs> It's so hard to say. I hate to put a dollar amount on it, but I would but say it, it is. Is it more advantageous to find somebody that can 3D print your uh, outfit, even though I, I mean, are we talking about pennies there, on the dollar or or a certain uh, percentage of, of uh, savings that way? Yeah, there's definitely savings when you have a 3D printer, right? Because you if you screw up. It's on your dime, but it's not, there's not a lot of, I mean, it's 3d printing takes time. That's the whole mm -hmm. point, you know, it's a little slow. Um, but there's a couple great companies out there um, that, you know, when you find that niche, uh, they do, I mean, there's some people, this is their business. They make, yeah. they have the molds. They, it's legitimately accurate and they're pulling every week and you, you, you know, you can get, all kinds of different armor, um, you know, and sometimes you have to get the armor for one person and then some other supplier does all the soft goods and soft goods is basically, that's the geek term for the underneath stuff, you know, or the things that are, you know, the, the skivvies, skivvies. Yes. The skivvies. Yeah. Some of the, and so I, I think, again, it's just dependent on the character. You mentioned Darth Vader. Darth Vader is going to cost you a pretty penny um, because again, that is something that, the common folk know what Darth Vader is. And if you're off a little bit, they're like, that ain't yeah, my Darth Vader. That ain't, <laughs> Darth Vader. That, that ain't my Darth Vader. Um, That's like so, Chuck Vader. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. So, you know, it, again, it's just what costume you want, what kind you want, you know, and then you do the research and like, okay, like I got to get the boots from here and I got to get the gloves from here. And I, you know, I'm going to get the gun from here. And, you know, so there's all, it's almost some of it is parted out where it's as far as that. And so again, that adds up. So that's where um, we had uh, Elena strike on and she's like huge into cosplay and more, uh, you know, comic book stuff. And she, what was that app she mentioned, Heather? Uh, Let me look. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, it was like a budgeting app, basically picking your character. And 
Of course, oh. there's an app. Cos Planner. Cos Planner. Oh, nice. There you go. Cool. Yeah. So we don't we don't get any pit. You know, we don't get any uh, checks from them. But it's like you know, it's just an opportunity to kind of you really have to budget it out, and you know, or you don't and you dump on a credit card. That is fine too. Whatever fits your fancy. But you know, the idea is like you want to if you want it quick and fast, it's going to cost you. If you, yeah. you want to take some time and really kind of part it out, it, yeah, it's it will. They'll maybe it'll take you a year or you know yeah. six months. So uh, or like in Heather's case, you want to sew stuff. I mean, a lot of you know Elena and like Carla, they they've sewn a lot of their different stuff, and that just doesn't come. You know, you have to take time and 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 to make it happen. So I yeah. want it now. <laughs> well, if you want it now, then it's going to cost you like at least two G. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you get, you know, I, I would say this too, like if you get into an organization like a 501st or Rebel Legion, there's also guy, you know, guys and girls that are trying to do the same thing. They're trying to flip, you know, so they'll say, okay, I have this kit that I haven't really used and I want to get rid of it. And so they might say 550 bucks, boom, everything right here. And yep. you're like, yep. And so Done. you get a lot of kind of inside trading where they're trying to do something else, right? And so- um, Put it, it on it, my Scarif card. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and there's certain so, things like uh, Charlie Skywalker was talking about, uh, there's certain things that you really can't 3D print. Like, you know, he's waiting for boots for his uh, TIE fighter pilot. So stuff like that, obviously you can't really 3D print. You have to kind of go back and, and, and look for- uh, those types of things uh, the old-fashioned way and get real boots and have them either custom-made or find something that uh, is very close to specs. So uh, it, it is uh, a bit of a challenge when you uh, come to those things. And uh, like you guys said, I mean, each costume is is different when it comes to complexity. Yeah, it goes back to our early point, though. The payoff is like, no pun intended, it's priceless because you put all that work in, you're dedicated, but then you get to kind of show off the goods in a sense and uh like i said earlier it's all about putting smile on people's faces and having fun about it and you know and, and then you get to have those pictures you're like dude that, <laughs> that was fantastic what just happened you know like that right. was that was so cool um or you, you know, get we, to go we, you, you get to be on channel five news right yeah like, <laughs> or we got i got interviewed by somebody from rockford at c2e2 and you know, he did a Jedi mind trick on me. You know, it's like that stuff is priceless. You know, you you couldn't tell, you know, uh, the the seven-year-old Todd, like, oh, you're going to be on the news and you're going to do this. You're going to dress up as a stormtrooper. Uh, you get to walk next to uh, Don West Rogue One tank in Joliet. And, yeah. dude, and then you get to be on a card that, you know, captures it and looks like you're in Scarif. You can't make that stuff up. And, um, you know, those are opportunities that, are just ridiculously cool, you know, or, uh, you know, you know, with like Weird Al, like a lot of the people, you know, Weird Al asks all the local garrisons when he comes into town, he's like, hey, I need like 10 stormtroopers and a Vader and get to be on a concert. You know, there's all these, it's just these weird kind of cool opportunities that pop up that you wouldn't even think about um, when you're doing this kind of stuff. So it's fun. Let me ask you guys this. Talk about uh, personality, um, uh, specifically you guys. You know, th there are certain people that are 
uh, maybe a little shyer than, than most. Um, I know that, uh, you know, obviously when you put a mask on, you, you, you change, but there's, you know, a lot of people that still can't, um, that sort of thing within their own personality kind of holds them back from, from taking that step and, uh, becoming someone else. Is it easier for you guys, uh, Heather, Todd, were you guys, are you guys shy in, in, uh, like, is it is shyness in your nature? Are you, do you guys like really, um, transform once you get under the, the, the mask or, or what, uh, what do you guys think about, uh, just being shy and being a cosplayer? Do the two mix? I think so. <laughs> um, right. I, um, apologies. I suffer from some pretty crippling anxiety some days. Um, and I remember my first troop, I actually kind of started crying because I was like, I can't do this. Who thought this was a good idea? Um, Why did Dad tell me to get a Jawa? Why? <laughs> and then I had th this beautiful gentleman by the name of Steve Jackson, who's part of the, the 501st Legion, come up and give me a high five. And he was absolutely right. It changed why I was doing what I was doing. And I think what's fun for, and I would, I would almost put money down, although I'm not really a betting kind of person, oh. that... Um, just FYI, um, that a lot of cosplayers are probably introverts and potentially have a shy streak yeah. to them. And they're actually expressing who they really are through that cosplay, whether it's a mask or a face character, you know, it's makeup or a wig or something, because then they don't have to be themselves per se. But and that's what Todd's point is, is find a character that you love. Um, because then you are going to be the most comfortable and then you get to express part of who you are. Um, I mean, it's, I think it speaks to the first time I saw the guy with the pink shorts and the boom mic, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> that's, that's cosplay. And that's something that for him, he's like, I think this would be fun. And I want to share this part of myself with this group of people who, and this was at celebration, you know, who were going to get it. It's a deep cut. It totally is. Like, who's this guy with the pink shorts, man? Which is why I'm fully prepared to see Pedro Pascal cosplays with a pillow <laughs> from the voiceover work, just as an FYI. <laughs> <laughs> so. And I would argue that uh, something like what you do, Todd, if especially if you're an introvert and kind of shy and have anxiety, something like a stormtrooper uh, would be yeah. a lot easier to do than something like uh, Darth Maul because you're still showing your face. People still kind of can know what your feelings are, what you're feeling at that moment. If somebody kind of looks at you funny or looks at you sideways and you start to get like that, like, oh my God, do I look stupid? What's going on? Right, yeah. So it's uh, it, it definitely takes a certain, you know, I guess personality to kind of uh, get into that. But, uh, you know, hopefully things like that, uh, you know, uh, aren't uh, a big of, uh, of an issue, especially when fans are among fans and we obviously we yeah, all accept of, each other. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like a family. It's all accepting. Again, when you go to a larger convention where you have a mix of people, um, you know, that are doing different cosplay or different things. It's still kind of a collective thing, you know, um, and uh, kind of a collective respect, you know. So I think that's 
that's that's also what you got to kind of look at. And um, yeah, I would say too. Um, it's surprisingly, I you know I'm an introvert, uh, but like I used to be really scared about doing things like this or whatever. And uh, yeah, it just it kind of you know kind of cracks you out of your shell. And that's what you know. Again, depending on who you are or what you know what what you want to be. I mean, a lot of the faceless characters, like you said, I mean, it kind of, you get to kind of hide behind. And then also, you know, they don't see you crying when you're like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever done. You know, um, they don't have to see that. So, but it is, it is an interesting, cause even myself, I'm like, I don't know if I would ever be a face character. I don't know if that's something I would ever choose to do, but maybe the more I, I got comfortable with doing cosplay and things like that, would that change because now I'm in the community and I understand it. And so it's right. a learning thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely easier just to kind of, if you need to have that, uh, that uh, safety blanket to hide behind a mask, yeah. you can just, you're there. I mean, nobody, nobody sees your actual face. So uh, it's easier just to kind of, you know, if you are feeling a little odd uh, to just continue what you're doing. Uh, behind the mask but um yeah todd i mean you are like totally shy and you're out there uh doing your thing you got to understand also your limitations of your costume like what is that what is that you know and so for each each one is different um and so you have to you know you can't you know be dancing off and you know your stuff if you have limitations or walking and you know sometimes like hey, i can't really walk around in this thing or you know, yeah. I need to. God, how's that sitting down thing working yeah, for you? Yeah, I, I can't sit. So, like in a TK, oh, yeah. like I just can't sit down. So once I'm suited up, it's I'm going until I can't do it anymore. You know, and so you have to you have to understand like what does that look like? What's the comfort level? That will all play into what you do. Um, you know, when you're doing something large as a convention, that's a couple of days. You know, a lot of cosplayers they they are like, this is what I'm doing Thursday, this is what I'm doing Friday, this is what I'm doing Saturday. You know, um, and you have to kind of you know plan it, plan on your day. Like, am I mm -hmm. going to cosplay? Am I going to take in the the floor? Am I going? You know, am I going to panels? What's your what's your vice? You know, once you kind of figure that. You know, I'm like, oh, no, I need to spend money today. And so, like, well, what are you going to get? You know, like, you have to kind of plan that out and determine, okay, what days I'm cosplaying, understand, you know, where you're going to go. Those are all kind of key factors and how you, you want to kind of plan plan your time and plan your day and all that kind of stuff. So, And Master Skywalker in the chat uh, definitely has some, yes, for sure. Oh. But uh, he's been uh, he's been commenting uh, again. You know, I'm not surprised. He's a wise Jedi master, and he uh, says not to be afraid to introduce yourself to other people. Uh, you might find that uh, they're thinking the same thing you are. So, uh, great advice, master. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent advice. And uh, having fun is what cosplay uh, seems to be all about. And yeah. uh, not only you, but people around you. I mean, again, you know, walking with you at C2E2, it, it was just an amazing experience just to have everybody, you know, kind of uh, turn around and, and, and point and stuff. So that was uh, really a lot of fun. So uh, I want to, just to end up, I, I want to ask you guys a question. And um, I, I've got uh, 
I've got my friend here. Uh, oh. who's, who's got uh, the, the questions the child. here. Uh, the child's going to read you the question. Heather, you're going to go first. Oh, gosh. I'm going to ask you. <laughs> anxiety, anxiety. <laughs> Seriously, it will like spike. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm good. I'm totally fine. So uh, it's not really a question. It's kind oh. of a, a, a an essay answer. So I, I want to ask you guys, uh, Heather, what character in Star Wars would you love to be in like real Star Wars and why? Um, wow. Like if you were living like in, in universe. In, in, in universe. So right. What character would you like to be and why? character or one that I have made up in my mind that I want to be or both? No, let's, let's, uh, <laughs> um, let's go with actual character. Okay. If I could be an actual character in the Star Wars universe, who would I be? <laughs> I mean, oh gosh. Oh man, that's really hard. I don't know if I've ever been asked that question before. Um, well, I, I mean, it's difficult because there's a lot about Padme that I really respect if you mm. ignore the whole Anakin romance situation. <laughs> um, after Attack of Clones. After Attack of Clones. Yeah. So, I mean, the the political side of it, I relate to her a lot. I just, I feel like she handles herself very well between, you know, being a woman and being someone in in an official capacity, um, which I think in the animated series, we get a much better fleshed out story of her. Um, and so I think after, if I can't be a Jawa, mm. I mean, that's kind of the play with droids all day would be ideal. Right. Sure. And since I can't be R2. Um, or you could channel the res razor crest in no time, you know, I'm just saying. Um, I feel I, I I just my heart, I have a soft spot for Padme, um, and it's not just the wardrobe. It it really is. Um, I think, you know, outside of the whole mind control things with Palpatine and you know, <laughs> awkward love love story aside, um, I just like her as a character. I think she's not unwilling to do the hard work when it needs to be done. I think she respects the people that are around her. And I, I think she makes some really good decisions within, within difficult situations. And I love her compassion for her people, for her handmaidens. Um, she's very aware of the position she puts them in every day, things of that nature, like from some of the things we've seen. So I guess that's going to be my answer. Star Wars is replete with uh, with great characters, uh, let alone great uh, female characters. So uh, that is uh, fantastic. I would accept that answer, Heather. Again, same question, Todd. What character in Star Wars in universe would you love to be, and why? Dun, dun, dun. Can I answer? I'm going to answer this like two parts. So if I, if I was like, we're such complicated guests. I know, I know. Now I feel like Aaron, like with the Twitter polls, he's like, well, well yeah. I'm not going to pick any of these answers, but I'm going to do this. Um, if, if, 
if I was going to like be like a normal Joe, I would definitely be like a bounty hunter because I want my own ship. I want to do my own job and, you know, uh, kind of customize not only my look, but also my ship's look. I think that would be like a freelance kind of, you know, bounty hunter, a little bounty hunter, but you know, something like a freelance pilot, I think would be fantastic. Um, if I had to pick though, like a particular character in star Wars, it would be hands down Qui-Gon Jinn. Cause I okay. felt like good one. he got it. He, he's the first one to break the code. He's the first one to break the matrix and figure out how to be himself in the afterlife, uh, crack the code. Um, I think he, he was, he understood the force like none of the other Jedi's did. And he was a little maverick, which I like. I like the sass that he gave back to uh, Padme. I mean, he knew right away, straight up, she was the queen and still was like talking to her. Like, I don't care who you are. I'm doing this thing. And this boy's my, you know, the boy's the angle. And, you know, um, he also was really into history and prophecies and kind of learned that a little bit about the books. And that's why he latched on to Anakin, because he already knew what the prophecies were. And so he's not only a student, but also somebody that is very practical. Like he, I really felt like, too, like when he came back to the Jedi Council, it's like, these old dudes haven't been out of this temple in like 20 years, you know? And he's out there like living life and teaching life. And I think that's really kind of, I really gravitate towards that. Like, don't just say it, but also practice it. And I think he really kind of exemplified that. Um, and that's why I really like Qui-Gon Jinn. Excellent answer. Yes. Uh, great, great answer. Qui-Gon Jinn is a very interesting character. Um, you know, uh, we had that discussion on the Scarif pod a while back. Uh, what if Qui-Gon had survived and trained Anakin? Yeah, if, right. uh, you know, how would have, uh, his choices been different, um, instead of being taught by Obi-Wan. So yeah, he's a very yeah. fascinating character and, uh, it was really fantastic to see his character reappear in, uh, the animated series, um, and the Clone Wars after the fact. Uh, so yeah, uh, we got absolutely. a little more of him, and obviously we got more of him uh, with uh, some of the newer uh, novels that came out. Yes. And yeah. um, really enjoyed kind of uh, seeing a little bit more uh, of Qui-Gon and what he believed. No, no spider legs for him. He didn't get any spider legs, though. No, no, <laughs> no spider legs. Yeah, he's, he uh, dead dead. He got dead. <laughs> Thank you guys again for joining us on our discussion on cosplay. Um, I had a lot of fun and I learned a lot and uh, I'm going to probably uh, get some, some, uh, some new stuff because I got a little wall I, space I was, back there. And yeah, no, I was, I was hoping you're going to say, I'm going to pull all nighter and get that video footage from C. <laughs> soon, my friend. Soon. Uh, you know, I have to give you a hard time. Uh, you, I did you're, a, you're a master. 
you're a master of spinning plates so that's your that's your a plate spinner plate spinner but, plate uh, spinner. yes yeah. uh again uh guys uh thank you everybody who was in the chat uh who was uh watching us on twitch and on youtube Absolutely. and uh i also would love to thank our patrons uh we've got a new group uh the garrison uh category wr-0923 otherwise known as william Thank you very much for. He has uh, his own support. serial number. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, right. Uh, thank you very much for uh, supporting hardcore. us That's on the garrison right level. There. Another garrison level supporter, Matt Vader, seventy four of Salty Nerd Podcast fame. Thank you very much, Matt, for uh, you know supporting the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. We got uh, our friends Joey Rosales, Nicholas Schaefer, Hyperspace and Holocrons, and uh, Jay Drunk Three PO who also supports us uh, as a scuttle buddy. Where can the folks find you on the interwebs? Heather? Uh, yeah, if you want to follow me personally, I'm at Hawk Awesome um, on the Instagram and the Twitter. Oh, there might be an underscore in one of those. Yeah, underscore sorry. in the Instagram. It's Instagram it's is Hawk Twitter. underscore awesome. Um, and then Twitter is Hawk Awesome. Excellent. Todd? <laughs> Uh, personally, you can follow me at Tizod, T-I-4-Z-O-D. Um, if you want to find out all the craziness that's going on at WSTR Galactic Public Access, you can follow us at, at WSTR Media, the Instagram, the Facebook, the Twitter. Um, you know, one podcast is not enough for me, so I have another podcast with my son, Trent, and that's Big T, Little T Podcast. You can find that on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah. I'm I'm the social guy. I run all the socials, so that's that's Unless the man I behind. Steal it. Sometimes Heather steals it. She does steal it every once in a while. She'll like pop in, you know. But yeah, Excellent. I'm I'm the 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 man behind the curtain on that kind of stuff. So yeah, we 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 talk all kinds of stuff. We love being part of the Red Five Network. Um, it's yep. a fun little group, and so we're really proud of that, and really happy to be on your show tonight ro thank you so much it's been yeah. always a pleasure i love i love learning about nerds and and getting getting familiar with other people about this crazy thing that we love which is star wars so thank you so much uh this is ro from the scarif podcast signing off with our friends heather and todd from wstr galactic public access and that is the scuttlebutt Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. Red 5 Network.